I'm expectant for what God will do in the next five days. And he will not just do things in the next five days, but he will start things in the next five days that will continue for the rest of our lives. In the name of Jesus. So I'd encourage you for those connecting online, I'd encourage you to ensure you put away every distraction. The same presence of God that is here, if you release your faith, it will reach you right there where you are. And I would encourage you, if you can share the service, share it, share it on your WhatsApp status. If you have, you know, an internet-enabled phone, just share it. You never know who is going to be blessed as a result of that simple act. So it's the first day of the Breakthrough Festival 2023. And it is important we know why we are here. The Bible says in Revelations 22 and verse 2, I've shown us the scripture several times, but maybe someone is here for the very first time or someone has not been in church at the times, right, that I showed us that scripture. The Bible talks about a tree, right, of life. And it talks about that tree, right, bearing 12 manner of fruits. And the Bible says that, the leaves were for the healing of the nations. So the 12 manner of fruits, the Bible tells us that it was the fruit of every month. And if you study the Bible correctly, you will realize that there are places, several places actually, where the Bible referred to the believer as a tree. So it's not only just talking about a physical tree here, it's also talking about what the life of the believer should look like. And what that simply means is that every time we step into a new year, there are things that God has ordained that should happen in the life of his people on a monthly basis. Let me tell you, we thank God for the things that he has done in the year 2022. But the Bible says his mercies, they are new every morning. So it simply means in spite and regardless of everything God has done in 2022, he wants to do something greater in 2023. And that is why as a church every year, we start out, you know, praying and fasting, oftentimes for 12 days. And the reason why we do that, right, is to get ourselves prepared and positioned for that which God wants to do in our lives for the year 2023. And the reason why we do 12 days is because there are 12 months in the year. And each day, right, is representative of every month in the year. And what we do at the end of the fast, or sometimes during the fast, is we come together to hear what God's mind is. Because one of the things I've come to realize, you know, in the life of many Christians, is that oftentimes you have people who tilt to either parts. So you have some people who believe more in the wisdom of God, in the principles of God's word. And you have some people that believe just in the power so you see the people that believe in the power, they just believe so much in prayer. They believe in fasting, right? And they look at the people that, you know, understand the principles of God's word and they say, see, these ones are not serious. They don't have power. How many of us know what I'm talking about? And there are people, right, the other side is the people who believe in the principles of God's word, right? They look at the people who, you know, believe so much in prayer, in fasting and all those things. And they say, you know, they are not smart. They don't know the principles of God's word, you see. But you and I need to understand that every time God makes, some, God makes something available to us, we need to take advantage of everything he has made available. And one of the things the Bible tells us about Jesus is that he has been made unto us the wisdom and the power of God. Not the wisdom or the power of God. So in Christ, 
If you study the Gospels, you will realize that Christ consistently demonstrated the wisdom and the power of God. There was a time the Bible says that, you know, um, they were going to um, kill Jesus. And the Bible says that he escaped from their midst. That was a demonstration of wisdom. He didn't call down angels. He didn't demonstrate power. But in John chapter 2, I believe, the Bible says that there was a time that Jesus went to a particular wedding and they ran out of wine. You see, and they needed wine and there was nothing they could do. But the mother of Jesus knew the potential and the capacity of Jesus. You know, and the Bible says that that was the first, you know, recorded miracle of Jesus. I strongly believe that was not his first miracle, but the first recorded. Because Mary wouldn't have said that they should do whatever he tells them to do if she didn't know or she had not seen Jesus perform a miracle before. So right there, Jesus demonstrated power. That was not wisdom, that was power. Even though in the power of God, you will see the wisdom of God. And so what we come to do at the Breakthrough Festival is to be equipped with the power and the wisdom of God. With the power and the wisdom of God. And so in the next five days, right, we're going to be equipped with the principles of God's word. At the same time, we're going to see the power of God being made demonstrate. And I strongly believe that in these five days, God is going to start something in everyone's life. And please listen to what I'm about to say. It's not everything that God starts that becomes obvious immediately. I hear what I'm saying. But when something happens in you, you will know something has happened in you. Tonight, I want to start out by teaching on what I have, because all through, you know, one of the things the Holy Spirit instructed me to teach about in this year's Breakthrough Festival is on the perfect laws of breakthrough. So I'm going to start out tomorrow. But tonight, I want to start out by talking about what I call breakthrough blockers. Because if God has made something available to you and you don't get out of the way, the things that can hinder the fulfillment of his agenda, you may apply all the principles, apply all the laws, and yet that thing will still not happen. And sometimes when believers go through that season, it seems as if God is not being faithful. And so it is important for us to get out of the way the things that the Bible refers to as the little foxes that destroy the vine. You know, the things that often hinders the fulfillment of God's plan and promises in our lives are not the big things, they are the little things. Sometimes these things, we don't pay attention to them. And so as a way of laying a strong foundation, I'm going to start out from there tonight. And I'm going to start from Genesis chapter 38 and verse 27 to 30. Genesis chapter 38. We're going to be reading verse 27 to verse 30. And let's be reminded that God's word to us as a church for this year 2023 said it is our glory days. I remember glory is coming into the fullness and the manifestation of a created thing. And that simply informs me that in this year 2023 you will be a surprise to yourself. In the name of Jesus things will happen in you, happen for you and through you that will beat your imagination. In the name of Jesus. Genesis chapter 38 verse 27 to 30. I'd encourage you to come to all these services with your Bible because I'd encourage you to note down certain scriptures and to mark them in your Bible. There is something about seeing God's word for yourself. Genesis chapter 38 verse 27 to 30. I want us to read it together once again. And it came to pass at the time of giving birth 
okay, let's read the King James together. I'm reading from New King James. All right, one, two, go. And it came to pass in the time of our travail that behold, twins were in our womb. And it came to pass when she travailed that the one put out his hand and the midwife took and bound upon his hand a scarlet thread, saying, This came out first. And it came to pass as it drew back his hand that behold, his brother came out. And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon you, verse 30. Therefore his name was called Pharis. And afterward came out his brother that had the scarlet thread upon his hand. And his name was called Zara. I want you to see what happened here. The first child, the person that was supposed to be forced, he was already on his way out. And he had already been recognized as the first. But the Bible says something happened. He drew his hand back. And the one that should have been second came out first. I don't know those who have gone ahead of you in the last year or in the past couple of years. But in this year 2023, you will come out first. In the name of Jesus. I don't know what that thing is. Maybe it was supposed to come to you. And it was given to someone else. I pray for you that in this year 2023, whatever it is that is yours, that was forcefully taken away from you, it will come back to you. Good measure. Press down and shaking together in the name of Jesus. I love the way the New King James Version puts it. He says, how did you break through? How? Because it's not supposed to happen. The child that comes out first should be the one to come out first. So how did this happen? In this year 2023, many how miracles will happen in your life. Somebody didn't understand what I just said. Let me explain it to you. A how miracle is a miracle that when it happens or when certain things happen in your life, people will come to you Nicodemusly and ask you, how did you do it? You see, people will not need to ask you how if they know that naturally you can do it. You don't understand what I just said. The Bible says Nicodemus, I chose those words carefully. Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and said, nobody can do what you are doing except God is with him. Why? Because they are seen teachers of the law all their life. And so it is not normal for you to be doing what you're doing. How? And that is why I pray for you tonight that in this year 2023, things that are bigger than you will happen in your life. In the name of Jesus. Projects you've never handled before will be given to you. <laughs> Do I have believing people in this house tonight? I want you to activate your faith. Let your faith be on the rise. Let your faith be on the rise. Let your faith be on the rise. I have my notes, but I'm just going to follow the flow of the spirit. He said, how? How? Because it's not supposed to, please sit down. It's not supposed to happen this way. It's not supposed to happen this way. So how come it's happening this way? <laughs> how did you break through? That will be your testimony this year. They will ask you, how did you marry? How did you have your children? How did you buy your car? How did you get that contract? How did you get that job? In the name of Jesus. How did that door open to you? That will be your testimony. In the name of Jesus. And remember, God said to us at the crossover, he said in this year, congratulations will be repetitive. So he simply means the our miracle will not be one. It will be multiples. In the name of Jesus. In every area of your life, congratulations will be the order. In the name of Jesus. I pray for you, no area of your life will grow at the expense of the order. 
you know some people do well in their career in their business then their health fails them that will not be your portion that will not be your testimony in the year 2023 everything will work around you everything will work for your good in the name of Jesus even when it is not working for everyone around you it will work for you in the name of Jesus please have your say so many miracles of the first will happen this year miracles of the first miracles of the first miracles of the first what does that mean you will be the first to do certain things in your family in the name of Jesus so you know what I want you to do I want you to, now this is a prophetic instruction and I want you to be sensitive what I want you to do is this happened to me a couple of years ago when the Holy Spirit brought my attention to this so I sat myself down and I asked myself what are those things that no one has ever done before in my family those are the miracles of the first see and this is not about money your family may be wealthy you may come from a you know a comfortable background a rich background but there are just certain things that has never happened to anybody or for anybody those are miracles of the first miracles of the first are also things that has never happened to anyone in your industry those are miracles of the first i remember i think the year was 2000 and maybe 16 or 17 i can't remember went to visit my pastor first lady and i I can't even remember what the discussion was. But Reverend just looked at her that day and said, very soon, you'll begin to enjoy international recognitions. He said, you begin to get awards. Before that time, nobody has ever been given an award in our industry. As a matter of fact, they created the award because of her. <laughs> and when everybody started screaming, shouting, why is she the only one? Why does she deserve it? She's a young person. Eventually, they are people giving the award, the organization, they shut it down. So that simply means it was created. Prophecy created it. You don't understand what I'm saying. I pray for you in this year 2023. Prophecy will work in your life. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. None of God's word will fall to the ground in your life think was it last year or upper year i can't even remember she got interviewed by bbc that has never happened before in our industry those are miracles of the first so when i'm talking to you i know what i'm talking about <laughs> i'm even going to scream ah why should she be the one there are older people in the industry you don't have the prophecy that somebody else has and that's why let me tell you this year you must hold on to the prophetic word that's why the bible says despise not prophesying because you know what when you despise it you will see it happen in other people's life and you will now become envious see the only way to insulate yourself against jealousy is to believe what god has said about you please sit down so in this year 2023 there will be many miracles of the first that are not supposed to come to you in places where you should not be forced God will validate this word in your life by making you the first in the name of Jesus the second child was named Zerah and it's important we see what happened to Zerah Zerah had already stretched out his hand so he already tasted breakthrough but he didn't experience it in this year 2023 you will not just taste what god wants to do in your life you will experience it in the name of jesus let me tell you this the devil has no problem with you tasting greatness 
but it will always ensure it is not sustained. That's why there are so many ex-people. Ex-rich people. Ex-successful people. Because he has no... See, that was what he wanted to do with David. David had been anointed and it has been said that he was going to be the next king. Did you know Saul had no problem with David initially? Until the devil moved him. So he had tasted the palace. That was why Saul invited him into the palace. But the devil said, you will only taste it. You will not sit on that throne. In this year 2023. For everything God has advertised to you in past years. And he has told you this is your future. You will not only taste it, you will come into it. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you another way the devil manifests it. You must have heard of people. Fortunately, I used to know someone like that. She had three introductions. So what is that? The devil is making her taste what marriage, a wedding is supposed to look like, but not experience it. Another way that can manifest is that you keep getting proposal, but somebody just wakes up one day and says, I'm not interested again. That is tasting it. I decree and I declare this year. Whatever it is God has advertised to you, you will experience it. In the name of Jesus. Whatever God has started in your life, it will perfect it. In the name of Jesus. So the question we need to ask is, what is a breakthrough? What is a breakthrough? And if you're a person of, if you understand the English language, you know that the broad breakthrough is both a verb and a noun. It's both a verb and a noun. So what that simply means is it is both a promise and a responsibility. Breakthrough is both a promise and a responsibility. So it is God's promise to you and I for us to break certain grounds in this year. However, we need to understand that there are parts that we need to play. So a breakthrough, if you're taking note, is an advancement through an enemy's frontline defense. An advancement through an enemy's frontline defense. So it simply means there can be no breakthrough if there is no opposition. There can be no breakthrough if there is no stagnation. There can be no breakthrough if there is no limitation. So to overcome those limitations is what we call a breakthrough. A breakthrough is also the act of removing or surpassing an obstruction. Whatever the obstruction may be. Maybe it's a financial obstruction, a career obstruction... When you surpass it and that obstruction is removed, they will say that you have experienced a breakthrough. A breakthrough is also a sudden achievement or an unexpected progress. A sudden achievement or an unexpected progress. You know, by reason of background, by reason of family, by reason of tribe and race, there are certain things that is not expected of certain individuals. People just don't expect it from you. But when you begin to surpass those expectations, they will say that individual has experienced a breakthrough. So to experience a breakthrough is to overcome the limitations of the past. It is to do what you have not been able to do before. It is also to achieve exceptional results and to experience a sudden progress in the pursuit of your goal. I'm going to say that again. So breakthrough is to overcome the limitations of the past. To do what you have never been able to do. To achieve exceptional results. And to experience a sudden progress in the pursuit of your goals. In Psalms 126 and verse 1 to 3. If you can have it on the screen. Psalms 126 verse 1 to 3. 
The Bible says when the Lord turned around the captivity of Zion. He says we are like them that dream. He says then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue. Right? With what? Singing. Let me tell you this. <laughs> when we spend time singing and worshipping in the gateway church. Don't think it's because we just love singing. There is a mystery behind it. And I'm going to share it with us. Maybe not during Breakthrough Festival, but this year. It's very powerful. <laughs> oh dear. He says, and our tongue we singing. Then they said among the hidden, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are off. We are glad. In this year 2023, God will do great things for you. In the name of Jesus. But look at what the Bible says. It says when the Lord turned around the captivity of them, it says we were like them that dream. It simply means the turning around was not normal. It was unexpected. It was not what they could have calculated. It was not what they could have imagined. It looking like a dream simply means that it was unbelievable. I love the way the message translation puts it. It says it seemed like a dream too good to be true. When God returned Zion's exiles, he says, we laughed, we sang. We couldn't believe our good fortune. We were the talk of the nations. <laughs> In this year, 2023, God will do something for you that will make people to share your testimonies. You know, it is one thing when you are the one sharing your testimony. It's another thing when people begin to share your own testimony. I pray for you in this year 2023. Testimonies that will share themselves will begin to spring forth in your life. In the name of Jesus. You know, there are testimonies that people share. They don't even know the people that it happened to. But they are excited. That, did you hear about what happened? That will be your experience this year. In the name of Jesus. In this year 2023, there will be a turning around. Dream like turn around. Dream like turn around. Dream like turn around. It will look like a dream in your business. It will look like a dream in your career. It will look like a dream in your family. It will look like a dream in your finances. In the name of Jesus. In this year, God will shift your fortune financially. In the name of Jesus. I remember the year was 2017. Personally, my family is so much expectant. Very much expectant. You know, towards the close of the year, when God gave the instruction that this year's Breakthrough Festival, you know, last year was, you know, my pastor and spiritual mom, you know, that's how we normally do it. But this year, God said just, you know, at the point I thought, oh, that I was going to preach throughout. But the Holy Spirit said, bring your spiritual mom. And he just reminded me, 2017 was the last time we had her like that in January. And after that coming, something just shifted. Something just shifted. Something just shifted. And God told me something, you know, and I shared it with First Lady. And exactly the way things were then, certain things, you know, I don't want to go into much details. Well, it's exactly the same way it has been happening for us since December. And I told First Lady, I said, get ready, something is about to shift again. And things did not just shift for us, it shifted in the church. And let me tell you this, the church is not the building. The church is the people. And so I pray for you in this year, 2023, there will be a shift. In the name of Jesus. Even if you don't want to experience a shift. You see, when God sends Moses to the children of Israel, the people that didn't want to go, every one of them, the Bible says there was not one oof left behind in Egypt. I decree and declare in this year, 2023, I carry you on my faith. Even if you don't want to move, there will be a shift. In the name of Jesus. 
in this year 2023 you will not need to be the one telling people God has done great things for you people will see it in your life and they will know God has been good to you in the name of Jesus so there are certain areas of your life where you need to experience breakthroughs number one is vocationally vocationally somebody say vocationally what does that mean the work of your hands you know why because you will spend most of your life working <laughs> the first thing God gave to man was work after God gave man he gave a made man he gave him a responsibility he said do this and do that and that's why when the devil wants to attack a man or stagnate the life of an individual what oftentimes the first place he goes to attack that individual is in their work Go and check it. When the devil wants to attack someone, before he attacks any other thing, when he was going to attack Job, what was the first thing he attacked? His cattle, animals, everything. Now went after the children. He always starts with the work. Because when your vocation has been attacked of the truth, you have really been attacked. But this year you will break forth. In the name of Jesus. In your career you will break forth. In your business you will do well. In the name of Jesus. A career breakthrough happens when you do something that is difficult or considered impossible in your industry. Or in your place of work. Another area where you should experience a breakthrough in this year 2023 is in your finances. In your finances. Financial freedom is the responsibility of the adult life. And it is very imperative that we expect that in this year 2023, the reason why I use the word expect is because God will not give to you what you don't expect. What you expect is what you experience. That's why he said in Proverbs 23 and verse 18, it says, for surely there is an end and your expectation shall not be cut off. Whatever the expectation is. See, fear is a reflection of your expectation. When you are afraid of something, it's because we are expecting something negative will happen. And everybody is in a constant state of expectation. And your emotional state reflects what you are expecting. Faith is an expectation that what God has said that you have not yet seen will come to pass. Fear is also a demonstration of an expectation in the potential and the negativity of the wickedness of the devil. If you don't believe the devil can attack you, you will not be afraid. Are you hearing what I'm saying tonight? So in this year, there will be financial breakthroughs. So expect it. Also, you need to expect a breakthrough in intellect. Intellect. What does that mean? In the way you think. In the birthing of supernatural ideas. Because the Bible says, without your mind will I do nothing. There is a frequency at which your mind must operate this year in order for you to step into the fullness of what God wants to do in your life. There is a way you must think. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12 and verse 2. It says that do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The problem is the church, religion, not the church. Religion has taught people unconsciously and consciously that when you give your life to Christ, you remove your mind, not renew it. So you see that sometimes when people, you know, uh, uh, the, the more churchy they become, the dumber they become. They're not useful in the marketplace. But let me tell you this, everyone that worked with God had the ability to conceive supernatural ideas. 
Where did Jacob get the idea from cross bidding from? You see, the God we serve is an intellectual goal. In fact, it's even an insult to say he's an intellectual goal. He is intellect. Intellect personified. So it simply means if you are not smart, you are not doing Christianity right. No, 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 no. You are not doing it right. You are not doing it right. What school did they damn go to that made them know the name to give the animals? Because the Bible says he was created in the image and in the likeness of God. And the Bible says every name he gave those animals, so are their names to date. He just knew this is the name that will go with this one. He saw the lion and had the rule and said, this one is lion. Can't you see that even the name lion fits? If he had been called elephant, elephant seeing the lion here, you know, it does not fit. Intellect personified. And that's why this year, expect supernatural ideas. Expect it. Expect to know what to do at every point in time. Expect it. Expect it. Expect it. Also, expect social breakthroughs this year. Expect social breakthroughs. What does that mean? A social breakthrough is when you begin to have access to relationships of destiny. So let me tell you this, and I'm going to come to that. I hope I have the time tonight. Human beings are God's method. You have heard me say that a couple of times. If you've been in church for, let's say, three months, you must have heard me say, human beings are God's method for getting anything done on the earth. Nothing happens without a human being. And so every breakthrough that will happen in your life, God will do it through the channel of another human being. See, let me tell you this. If you understand this simple principle, it will even inspire faith in your heart. You will not be afraid of demons. You know why? The earth was made for human beings. Any other force or spirit operating on the earth, they are operating illegally. That's why the Bible says when Jesus was speaking, after he was going to, you know, after his resurrection and he was going to depart, he said that those that believe on me, he said they will cast out demons and speak with new tongues. Many of us are speaking in tongues, but we are afraid to cast out demons. You are flipping the pyramid on his head. You know why? When God made the earth, he gave it to man. That's why even before the devil cooperates on the earth, he had to indwell a serpent that was created on the earth and had the legal right to operate on the earth. Before God himself could save man, he had to borrow the womb of a human being before he could come to save man. Because if he had come, it would have been an illegal operation. And so as a human being, you see, let me tell you this, you don't even need to have too much faith. You only need to understand that as a human being, I have a right to operate on the earth. A devil does not have any right to operate on the earth. That's why demons can't operate except they influence and possess someone. Am I speaking over your head? <laughs> Son is a pastor. This demon, just be talking about breakthrough, leave demon. <laughs> oh dear Lord Jesus. Don't worry, you will get it. You will get it. So you need social breakthroughs. You need social breakthroughs. Because when people say, hey, open door, God open a door to me, it is a human being that will open it to you. <laughs> this is so important that even Jesus understood, being God, the second person of the Trinity, understood the power of strategic alliances. See, without a Joseph of Arimathea, forget all those things you see. Ah. Huh? In Bible stories and all, when Jesus was crucified, he was stripped naked. That's how the Romans crucified criminals. So they considered him as a, as a criminal. And they would have thrown his body on the side of the road without a Joseph of Arimathea. So even in death, relationships work for Jesus. So you need social breakthroughs. There are certain things that will never happen in your life until certain quality of human beings begin to come into your life. It just will never happen. 
When God wants to start a work in your life, one of the ways you will know he has started the process is that your association will begin to change. You know why? Because what happens mostly in an association is conversations. And your conversation begins to influence the way you think. Because if your thinking does not change, your life cannot change. So when God wants to begin to work on your mind, it will change the people in your life. Sometimes it will even change the church you are going to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. You know, I said sometimes God may even change your church. Some of us, we've been in places that if you had continued like that, your destiny cannot be fulfilled. It's not a cause. There are certain messages that can make you fulfill destiny, and some can never make you fulfill destiny. I remember years ago, during the Dana plane crash and Sosoliso and all those things, a pastor came on LTV. I said, I've been telling you these church members that you should not fly. That airplane is a demonstration of the power of white witchcraft. Agbaraje. Was saying it in Yoruba. And when they want to fly it, it is white witchcraft. You know that those kinds of members, they are already limited for life. Because how far can you make impacts in life if you don't fly? Oh, intercontinental blessing. You can never be intercontinental if you don't live where you are. Or every time you want to go to Abuja, you, want to go to, you will be going by road. You will die young. <laughs> Remember a friend of mine was going to go to Ghana. <laughs> and when he saw the flight ticket, he was supposed to go with the wife. He said, ah, are we not going to take the road? The wife said, not me and you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. First, second, sorry, First Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. First Timothy, why am I saying Timothy? <laughs> Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. I'm still going to Timothy, actually. Uh, I don't know, I just want to... Uh, there's so much in my spirit that I want to say, and it's as if I should say everything at once. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 18. Now, we all know that Paul the Apostle was one of the most spiritual men that ever walked the face of the earth. Paul the Apostle said that there were things that he saw in his walk with God that he was not even at liberty to share with human beings. Yet, this same Paul said, we wanted to come unto you, even I. He wanted you to know that this is not someone else. So, even I, Paul, once and again. That once and again simply means again and again and again. He says, but what happened? Satan in that us. Satan in that us. So, it was not God that said we should not come. But it was in retrospect we realized that every time we wanted to come, every time we wanted to come to be a blessing to you, something always stopped us. And so in retrospect, now we understand that it was Satan that hindered us. I don't know where Satan has hindered you in the last couple of years. But in this year, 2023, your deliverance has come. In the name of Jesus. You know, the Bible describes the devil in Isaiah 14 and verse 17. The Bible describes him as the man that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the city thereof. He said that open not the house of his prisoners. So the devil is an expert at restricting people, keeping them on the same spot. You see, he's not only, you see, one of the ways to know the devil is at work in the life of a man is when he keeps going around the same circle. That's why Proverbs 4 in verse 18, the Bible says the path of a just man is as a shining light. And it does what? It shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect day. 
Another translation says, the longer he lives, the brighter he will shine. The longer he lives, the brighter he will shine. So it simply means every week, every month, every year, there should be obvious advancement and progress. When that is not in place, then something is blocking you. Something is blocking you. And see, because the devil is not omnipresent, you know, many people, the way they see the devil is as if he's everywhere. Sometimes when you say it is the devil, he's far away. He's in Somalia. So you know what he does? The devil creates patterns in people's life that makes them to self-sabotage what God wants to do in their life. So what are the breakthrough blockers? Number one is ambiguity. 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 Ambiguity simply means not being clear about something. Not having a perfect picture of what you're supposed to see. In this year 2023, if you're going to experience breakthroughs in your business, in your career, in your finances, in your marriage, in um, your social, the social area of your life, you need to be clear. That's why Apostle Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. He says that the eyes of your understanding says that God will grant to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Ephesians 1, 17 to 18. He says the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. <laughs> because if your eyes, what that simply means is so that the veil will be removed from your eyes. Because if you cannot see it, you can't seize it. It's only what you see. that You see, if you don't know something belongs to you and you are not clear about what should come to you, you can miss it. Many people have met with their breakthroughs, met with their testimonies. Many singles have met their life partner, but they were seeing them as friends. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sometimes back, <laughs> I think sometimes last year, two years ago, you know, I stumbled on some people that got married, you know, don't want to mention names, non-people, Christians. And this particular man and lady, they've been friends. But this man had been married for maybe a couple of years and lost the wife. And eventually realized that, ah, I can marry this person. And he met the person before he met the wife. But they only saw each other as friends. That means the eyes was not clear. He didn't see what he was supposed to see. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, there are some people, God has paraded their life partner around there. I said, we are just friends. Is it your enemy you married before? So we are just friends. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's always nothing until something starts. May God open your eyes. And now I may sound you morose, but I mean it. Always remember, when I'm joking, as long as I'm on this stage, I am serious. The joke of a prophet is a prophecy. So be sensitive. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some things may be said to you morosely. May God open your eyes this year. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Some people, God has paraded their business partners around them. But they've turned them to enemy. He said, I don't like the way he spoke to me. And your billions in the relationship. So I don't like how he talks to me. Billions or talk to you. Choose one. See, if you study the Gospels, have you ever noticed that Jesus healed more blind eyes than any other miracle he performed? Because to be really blind is to be dead. If you 
are not seeing what you are supposed to be seeing. Everything will be passing around you. And you will not just see it. You will be smiling at your miracle. And yet you will not know it is yours. The Bible says Jesus healed a particular guy who was blind. And Jesus asked him, what do you say? Thank God Jesus asked him. He said, I see men as trees. Ah. And Jesus said, come. You need a second touch. The Bible says afterward, when Jesus touched him again, the Bible says now we saw clearly. May you see clearly this year. In the name of Jesus. Do you know that the Chinese word for problem and opportunity is the same word? How many people are seeing problems? Some people are seeing opportunities. This year, may you see opportunities. In the name of Jesus. So the first breakthrough blocker is ambiguity. What must happen to you this year? You must be very clear about what a breakthrough means to you. And where a breakthrough should take place. Some of us, you may be financially comfortable. And so you're saying, you know, I don't really need a financial breakthrough. That's fine. But you need to be clear about the area of life where you need a breakthrough. You need to be clear. You need to see it. What does a breakthrough mean to you? And where must a breakthrough take place? What are your plans for the year? What are your goals for the year? You need to have a plan. And it needs to be very clear. What are your expectations? Oh, is a breakthrough festival supposed to just be another meeting for you where you just take notes and say, Ah, Pastor she a Dreamer. No, 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 no. What are your expectations? Everything, my goal in this meeting is to stir up your faith to receive from God. No matter what I'm talking about, that's my ultimate goal. That's my ultimate goal. For you to draw from the realm of the spirit into the natural, what God has already made available. So the first breakthrough blocker is ambiguity. Ambiguity. In Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 1, he said, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower and will watch to see what the Lord will say to me. I thought that you are supposed to hear what the Lord will say to you. Maybe he made a mistake. He says, and will watch to see what he will say unto me. Are you not supposed to hear what somebody says? Because there is something about hearing the right words. It opens your eyes. It opens your eyes. Even though you are hearing it, but it's affecting your vision. It's affecting what you're saying. All of a sudden, you are able to see that, ah, this is what I'm supposed to do. That's why even in the place of prayers, you should know what to expect. Principally, Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. Let's see it. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. Because oftentimes as believers, when we engage in spiritual exercise, we don't even know what should happen. Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3. What does he say? Let's read together. Want to go? Call unto me and I will answer you. And what will happen? I will show you great and mighty things which you know not. So during a period of extended prayer and fasting, one of the things you should expect is clarity. Knowing what next to do. Knowing the next step to take. One of the things you should expect is vision. In Psalm 13 and verse 3. David prayed. He said, consider and hear me, O Lord, my God. He said, lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lighten my eyes. Paul the apostle in one of his letters, to the, especially the one to the Ephesians, the people in Ephesians, he said in Ephesians 3 and verse 8 to 9, he said, unto me who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I shall preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see 
What is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world has been hidden God? Who created all things by himself. Did you see that? So ultimately the purpose of the gospel is for you to see. For your eyes to be opened. Haven't you noticed that when people gain a level of understanding, what do they say? They say, I see. So what are you doing before? You were looking but you were not seeing. Because it's a different thing for you to look. It's another thing for you to see. Eyes that look are common. Eyes that see are very few. The second breakthrough blocker is fear. It's fear. <laughs> it's fear. Fear will make you lose so much that you can never imagine. You see, one of the things that I want to drive out of your life tonight is fear. Fear. Because there are steps you will never take until fear gets out of the way. And there are things you will never get done in life and in destiny if you are afraid. Do you know that the man that was given one talent, the reason he was given one talent was because he was a fearful man. Fear will limit your capacity and potentials. Fear will paralyze your initiative. Let's see it. Matthew chapter 5. It's a story we all know, but we need to see it. It's a long read. This is a breakthrough festival. <laughs> so we are here for the word and for prayer. I hope you are ready to pray tonight. Matthew 5, let's start from verse 14. Matthew chapter 25, we'll start from verse 14. Matthew chapter 25, we'll start from verse 14. And we're going to all read it out loud. Matthew chapter 25, verse 14 to 13, um, 30. Am I going to have it or should I read it from here? Matthew 25. Okay, so I believe you should have your Bible. Okay, let's read it together. One to go. For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country. Who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability. And straightway took his journey. Now pay attention to that word ability. I'll come back to it. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same. And made them other five talents. And likewise he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one talent went and digged in the earth and hid his lot's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents saying, Lord, you have delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto me, unto him, well done, thou good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Verse 22. He, all, he also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, you have delivered unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained two other talents. Beside them, his Lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee that thou art an ad man, reaping where you have not sown, and gathering where you have not strawed. And I was... So all the things he was saying before were just excuses. The main reason why he was, you know, why he did not multiply the talent. And talent is money. He said, I was afraid. That's the main reason. How many of 
Suppose there are investments you should have made, but you didn't make because you were afraid. Lands that you should have bought that you didn't buy because you were afraid. What if they swindle me? You know the way fear manifests as self-doubt. You'll be asking questions. What if, what if, the people that also took the same step you were afraid to take, they also asked themselves those questions, but they took the step anyway. See, the thing about courage is this. Courage is action in spite of the fear you are feeling. Every courageous person is also afraid. There is a measure of fear they have, but they decide, I'm going to take this step. He said, I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the earth. Lo, there you have what is yours. His Lord answered and said unto him, You are a wicked and slothful servant. You know that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. You ought to therefore have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I would have received my own with usury. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which has ten talents. For unto everyone that has shall be given, and he that has abundance. But from him that has not, it shall be taken away even what he has. And cast it the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So what that simply means is fear will make you have the hellish experience on the earth. You don't need to get to hell before you live in hell on earth. You know, there is an heaven on earth experience. There is also a hell on earth experience. When you are afraid, the things that should work will not work. When you are afraid, you will be unprofitable. The Bible says, cast out the unprofitable servant. Where did that start from? Fear. I was afraid. I was afraid. And let me tell you something. I want to open your eyes to something tonight. It will bless you. You see, that was what in my spirit I was saying to Timothy earlier. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Let's go there. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. Can we read it together? One to go. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Let's read that first phrase again together. For God has not given us what? So that simply means fear is not a feeling. It's the manifestation of a demonic presence. Did you see that? It didn't say God has not given us the feeling of fear. He said he has not given us the spirit. Fear is a manifestation that something is not right. Because as believers, we are people of faith. The Bible says the just shall live by his faith. So anytime you know you are supposed to take a a step, you are supposed to go in a direction, and you are afraid to take that step, especially when you have received convictions from God and his word that you are supposed to be doing this, and yet you are still afraid, rebuke that presence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How many of us, something has happened to you, you know, for no reason, you just started feeling, you know, the air on your body standing and, has that happened to you before? There is something that just entered the atmosphere. Let me tell you this, oftentimes the way demons manifest, the spirit is by fear. It's by fear. You'll be wondering, everybody is doing this thing. It's now when you do it, it will now not work. It will now confirm the more that you shouldn't have done it. You know the way God gives us confirmation? He also, the devil will also ensure that things are aligned to confirm his suspicion. What he has told you. And I said, I said it. I said it. So next time when you are supposed to take the step, you will rather stay in the boat. Why is it that out of 12 disciples, it was only one Peter that stepped out? Every other person could do what Peter did. But it was only Peter that was courageous enough to say, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come. There are things you will never do if you don't get fear out of the way. So this year you need to get rid of fear. You need to get rid of fear. You see, for the believer, 
Not being afraid is not a suggestion. It is a command. It is a command. When Joshua assumed leadership over the children of Israel, one of the things God told him is that, Have I not commanded you that you should not be afraid? And whatever he says to one, he says to all. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Let's have it on the screen. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 9. And you see it all through the book of Joshua, the first chapter. Let's read it together. One to go. Have not I commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Be not what? Afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Fear is also proof you are not conscious of divine partnership. Every time you are afraid, it's because you are not conscious of God's abiding presence that is with you. And remember in this word, it says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. So it says, I have commanded you, be of good courage and don't be afraid. The word fear not, if you do a study and there's a lot of work to do in the Bible, the word fear not shows up 365 times in the Bible. It's not accidental. That simply means for every day, it is an instruction. Today, as you wake up, fear not. Fear not. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, fear not. Look at another person and say, new neighbor, fear not. You know, according to Jewish custom, when a woman is on her period, she is considered to be unclean. According to the Jewish custom, right, in the Old Testament. And she's not supposed to come into where people are. If they find out, they will stone her to death under the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant. But the Bible says there is this woman, or there was this woman that had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. The Bible calls that the woman with the issue of blood. That's not her name. You know, there is a way you can be going through things and it redefines your identity. I decree and I declare whatever negative identity men have attacked to you and then comes to it tonight in the name of Jesus. You know, there's a way someone can want to describe something. You don't know that brother. That brother, I don't know him. You don't know him. That brother always wear that brown shoe. It has become an identity. I decree and declare. From tonight, every negative identity comes to an end. In the name of Jesus. They say, oh, you don't know that woman. Oh, that woman that is on that street that always comes to borrow salt. I decree and declare that will not be your testimony. Every negative identity is cancelled. In the name of Jesus. You know, in the place of work, there are some people that, that broke guy. Because no matter how much he earns, he will still borrow money from his juniors. Before the end of the month. A negative identity. So this woman... She had been bleeding for 12 years. And she had about Jesus. You know what she did? The Bible says that she came in the press. And she said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be healed. That took courage. Because if they had discovered that, she would have died. So it was a game of, is it I get you today or I die here? That's when you have faith. As long as you are still creating options for yourself, you are not ready. You are not ready. This year, certain things must happen in your life. And what are those things? Remember where we started from? You must be clear about it. You must be very clear. You must be very clear. Some of us, maybe what you wrote down on your expectation cards, there are things that are so small, that even if God does not help you, those things will happen. Rewrite those expectations. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
You see, expect things this year that if God does not, <laughs> if God does not show up for you, you know it will never happen. That's when you will know that something has happened. You see, the reason why some people don't give testimonies and why they are not grateful. You see, the difference between a man helped by God and a man that feels he helped himself is always in gratitude. It's always in gratitude. Because you look at yourself and say, well, I don't really think this was God. I don't really think so. So you can see the difference during praise and worship. You can see the difference. Some people, they have nothing, no, but they can't dance. They are posing. Like poster color. Just posing. So let me tell you this, big boys love Jesus. If you are too big to dance in God's presence, you are really small. You are very small. You say, no, what, this week, I don't want it to be misplaced. Let me just. <laughs> but if you are watching football match, you will shout. So let me tell you this, one of these I'm going to talk to us about, it. God loves noise. Go and read your Bible. It's only in the grave that things are quiet. God loves noise. He says, praising with the cymbal, praising all those things. They are noisy instruments. So when they are making noise, ah, you are making too much noise. Ah, you are not supposed to be in church. <laughs> church is supposed to be a noisy place. There's nothing like a dry dakeje. Most of people, even when people are praying and they are lifting their voice, ah, that's that was was. No, no, that's not church. In the Orthodox church, say you know you pray. People have slept off. He said they are praying. <laughs> Some people kneel down while they are praying. They have slept. The Bible did not say we answer you according to your knees. It's according to your faith. So you don't have to kneel down. <laughs> you know, I remember sometimes ago someone asked me, Why is it that pastor, when you come into church, you don't kneel down? You know, before you, you know, it's, a lot of pastors do that. When they come, how oh, you know pastors are right, they come, kneel down in their chair. I said, Because I realized when I kneel down, I sleep off. <laughs> And ask my wife, I just sleep off. No, so I I don't pray leaning down. Never. You can never catch me sleep. Never. You just see that. Ah, ah, pastor has slept off. <laughs> What's happening here? It's not according to your knees. It's according to your faith. If kneeling down is your thing, fine. Kneel down. Celebrate your kneeling. <laughs> Number three breakthrough blocker is lethargy. 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 What does that mean? Lethargy is not taking initiative, being too slow. They are not taking steps, overanalyzing things. <laughs> John chapter 13 and verse 17. The Bible says, if you know these things, fortunate are you if you do them, not if you hear them. In church, we have a lot of hearers, but very few doers. You that word happy simply means blessed, it simply means fortunate if you do them. This year, you must take you must you must be action biased, action biased because the more lethargic you are, the more you block the things God wants to do in your life. Number four, I'm gonna run now because there's something I really want to focus on as we round up tonight. Have you been blessed? Next is spiritual deafness. Spiritual deafness. What is spiritual deafness? It is the inability to hear and discern what the Spirit of God is saying to you part time. That's why I've told us the hallmark of spirituality is being able to hear and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's not being a sin sniffer. Fornicators present. Adulterers around. Ah, 
a leisure. Some people, that's the only thing they go to do in church. Looking for sinners. And they believe, yes, they are spiritual. Many of them, if you open the skeleton in their cupboard, they are worse than the people they have identified as sinners. The hallmark of spirituality is being able to hear the voice of your father. That's spirituality. You can recognize his voice and you are following. You can hear what he's saying to you part time. In Isaiah 42 verse 19 to 20. God himself had this to say unfortunately. He said who is as blind but my servant? He said or deaf as my messenger that I sent. He said who is as blind? He said who is blind as he that is perfect and blind as the Lord's servant? He says, seen many things, but he observes not. Opening the ears, but he hears nothing. He hears nothing. He hears nothing. And God is always speaking. It is men that choose not to hear. I'm going to talk more about that tomorrow. Next is isolation. The next breakthrough blocker is isolation. Isolation from destiny relationships, value-adding friendship. Isolation from mentors. One of the things you need to be weary of in this year 2023 is relationships of comfort. Do you hear what I just said? Relationships of comfort. What are relationships of comfort? Relationships that since you have been in those relationships, you are not going forward, you are not going backward, but you are comfortable. is changing you are not being inspired nobody is getting you angry nobody is getting you happy everybody is just there no every destiny relationship should propel you forward that's why in Isaiah 51 and verse 2 God said look unto Abraham your father and to Sarah that be thee because for everything God is, God is going to do in your life he will do it through relationships Esther would never have become queen impartial without a relationship with Mordecai. Never. David would never have smelt the throne without his relationship with Jonathan. Who are the people that should be in your life? In this year, may God bring quality relationships into your life. In the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes 4 and verse 9 to 12. The Bible says two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. He says, but if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falls. So all this idea about me, I don't have friends, is a demonic attack. Trust me. There's no other way I can tell you. I mean, I just, I just like keeping to myself. You know, every time I make friends, they always offend me. They even offended Jesus. Or you think Jesus, they didn't offend Jesus when Peter said, I don't know him. I remember I was having a conversation with the stewards. I think that was last year. I can't remember. I think it was last year. And I said, in fact, the fact that there is conflict in the relationship is proof the relationship is about to go to another level. Where there is no conflict in the relationship is an indication of two things. Number one, someone is pretending or both parties are pretending. Or number two, that relationship is not genuine. It's not genuine. It's not genuine. I hear what I'm saying. That's why those of you that are in a relationship, you are engaged, you want to marry someone that you have never fought before, be careful. You are marrying a liar or you are the liar. And when I mean fight, it's not that you throw punches at each other. That one, ja. Straight. Isolation. Isolation. 
isolation. Because what the devil does is he will isolate you before he attacks you. For those of us that watch National Jog, um, Geo, what, what is that station now? They've changed Jog. Because that was not the name. Many years they changed the name. But I think it's now Nat Geo or something like that. You notice that when a predator wants to attack a herd of animals, it would stay somewhere. And wait for the sluggish animal, the one that is alone. Everybody is moving, but you, you are always slacking behind. It is that one to go after. As strong as the lion is, it has enough sense not to go after a herd of animals. It goes after the one that is so slow. Some of us are too slow in relationships. Are too slow. They didn't call me. You're expecting a destiny relationship to be calling you. Say, my mentor didn't call me, you know. Is he really my mentor or a tormentor? <laughs> my pastor told me 2006 he said this relationship is going to work he said you must understand the law of hunger and that time there was a seasoning that just came out hunger I think they are still selling it ONG I said Sir, what's the law of hunger I thought of food <laughs> FFO <laughs> or food only he said the law of hunger simply states that food does not go after an hungry man it's an hungry man that goes after food as your mentor I am your food if you are hungry you come after me See, you need to understand that there is a difference between a relationship between a pastor and church member. And it is not the same relationship between a mentor and a protege. You see, a pastor is a shepherd. He cares for the sheep. Your pastor can check up on you. Your mentor has no business checking up on you. You are the one that will run after your mentor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Many of us don't know that. And that's the reason why we are still on the same spot. If you have tried to overcome a particular stagnation in the work of your hands, look for the people that have broken those barriers. One of the ways God will even answer your prayer is we open your eyes to see the people that have done the things you want to do. Somebody broke a barrier by fasting for 40 days. You too, you want to fast for 40 days to break that barrier. You can see that there is no wisdom. Because what they found out in 40 days, you can find it out in 4 minutes. So your own fasting and prayer should not be for that same barrier. There are mistakes I can never make because it will be stupidity for me to repeat the errors of my mentors. Serious stupidity. It simply means I'm not learning. And one of the things some of us need to do this year is to trust God for mentors. Because when you are isolated, you are really afflicted. And last but not the least for tonight is low self-esteem. <laughs> low self-esteem is a breakthrough blocker. In fact, a major one. I'll start tonight, I'll continue tomorrow. Because I don't want to rush this. Numbers chapter 13. When people hear about things like this, they think, oh, it's some psychological babble. No, it's from the Bible. You know, oh, I'll come to that later. Numbers 13 verse 26. Numbers 13 verse 26 to 32. One of the things God must help you with this year is he must help you or you must pray that God should help you to see yourself the way he sees you. Numbers 13 26 to 32. We're going to read together. Are we ready? Are we ready? Let's go. And they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them 
and unto all the congregation and show them the fruit of the land. And they told him and said, we came unto the land where you sent us and surely it flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, you see, when people are about to say nevertheless, you have just cancelled everything you said before. That word nevertheless is another word for but. What they told you to go and check there, you have seen it. Bring back the report and keep quiet. He said, nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in the land. And the cities are walled and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. Is that what they told you to go and see? The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites, and the Jebusites, and the Hamorites. They dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea, and by the coast of Jordan. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once. You see, he did not allow them to finish what they were saying. He said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we are not able to go against the people. That is what he was trying to stop them from saying. But they still said it anyway. He said, we are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. How do you know? Have you fought them? He said, and they brought up an evil report of the land, which they are searched unto the children of Israel, saying, the land through which we have gone to search it." Is a land that eats up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. Look at what they said. The men are of great stature. So who are you, small stature? It's as simple as that. Do you know that this account limited the children of Israel for another 40 years? That's why one of the things you must be very careful of in your life is the leadership you submit yourself to. Because leadership places a lead over people's destiny. Don't worry, I'll explain that more tomorrow. Hmm. Your esteem is how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself. When the devil came into the Garden of Eden, the temptation was a temptation of esteem. What did God say to you? Ah, God said, you know, we should not eat it because the day we eat of the fruit, we will die. Said, ah, you will not die. You will become like God. But in Genesis 1, 26 to 20, God already said, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. So who, were, who was Eve like already? Like God! But the serpent said, it's not enough that God said it. So she wanted to become what she already was. Every time you are trying too hard to be what God has already made you is a demonstration of chronic low self-esteem. When he came to Jesus, same temptation. He said, if you are the son of God, turn these stones into bread. But before that time, God already spoke concerning Jesus when he went to the baptism of John. That this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But the devil said, it's not enough God said he prove it. One of the demonstrations of low self-esteem is you are trying to prove things to people. Prove things to your parents that you are not a failure. That uncle that said you should not lean on his car, you want to so buy the car and show that me too, I now have the car. Live your life for yourself and stop trying to prove a point to people. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Low self-esteem is a destiny blocker. It's a breakthrough blocker. And in this year, you need to see yourself the way God sees you. 
things the Bible says they saw themselves as grasshoppers and number two has not been able. What are the things you ought to have attempted in the past years? Well, just say to yourself, ah, I don't think I have the capacity. It is not people like me that do these things. Ask yourself. Things that you should have done, but say, oh, <laughs> respect yourself. In fact, the people around you tell you, oh, respect yourself. Respect yourself. So that you don't fall flat on your face. If you don't bite more than you can chew, how will you develop your teeth muscles? Bite more than you can chew. So that God will help you chew it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Bite more than you can chew. Because low self-esteem will limit you. It will limit your destiny, limit your potentials, limit the things God wants to do in your life. And let me tell you this, God cannot help you beyond your self-esteem. And self-esteem is not as determined by God, it's as determined by you. One of the things the devil will attack in your life is your identity. How do you see yourself? If you see yourself as a grasshopper, you see, the Bible never told us that these people had a conversation with the inhabitants of the land. So it wasn't like the people told them that they were small or they tried to fight them and they lost the battle. There was never any attempt at battle. You see, but they already told themselves, we are not able. How many things have you told yourself you are not able to do? I'm not able to marry now. I don't have the money. I'm not able to buy the car now. I'm not able to buy the business. I'm starting the business. Or maybe God is saying somebody will buy a business. <laughs> you know, it's not popular in this part of the world. People buying businesses. But it is, it is going to happen very soon. In the name of Jesus. You know, what are those things? What are those things? Some people, you know, maybe they want to go to Abuja or Parakot. They calculate the money. Say, ah, I would rather take night bus than fly. I've saved the money. The person that flew, he has gone there. Forgotten he even flew. You, you are still on the road. He has finished what he wanted to do. He has come back to Lagos. You, you are still on the road. And Bukharam can even catch you. You know, they can't catch you in the air. <laughs> low self-esteem. And one of the things that makes low self-esteem to survive in people's life is religion. That's why you need to understand Christianity is not a religion. It's a way of life. It's a way of life. I know when they give you forms in school, you want to apply for this thing, the job, visas, other, say religion, right? Christian, is not all those. See, Christianity is not a religion. As long as you keep seeing it as a religion, you will not tap into the fullness of what it offers. It's not a religion, it's a way of life. Religion will tell you, calm down, don't rush, <laughs> take it easy. You know, take it easy. Someone set an alarm for me. <laughs> so take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. Jejelaye. Have you asked a like that before? Jejelaye. This life is small, small. Says, says who? Says who? Says who? You know the difference between David and Saul was the same. When David stood before Goliath, he saw a man that was too big that he could not miss. Saul saw him as somebody that is too big that he could not eat. David said, ah, somebody must not be this big that we throw something and it will not meet one part of his body. Esteem. Saul told him, he said, he has been fighting since he was a child. He said, don't go and fight him or he will kill you. But David too is a child. If he does not start fighting now, when will he become a giant? Low self-esteem. 
You know one of the ways those self-esteem manifest? Caution. 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 Ah, if you do it, you can fail. Ah, take it easy. You know. It's from a flat place. You start eating moi moi. From a flat place. Who said? Low self-esteem. This year, God will deliver you from low self-esteem. Tonight, I want you to stand up on your feet and begin a prayer. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes to see myself the way you see me. Lift up your voice and turn that into prayer tonight. As simple as that prayer is, it's a very powerful prayer. Father, open my eyes to see my potentials. Open my eyes to see the investment you have made in me. The Bible said an angel appeared to Gideon. And he said, oh mighty man of valor. <laughs> but the man they called mighty, the Bible says he was hiding. He was hiding in the threshing floor. The man that was supposed to deliver a nation was hiding. Because he was not seeing himself the way God was seeing him. Lift up your voice tonight and ask God to open your eyes. Remember that's where we started from. Ambiguity. If you are not seeing yourself clearly the way God is seeing you. Your potentials will be seriously limited. Oh, Father, in the name of Jesus, open my eyes.